Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everyone. It's another episode here of 50 Shades of K, and I'm joined with my sister, Rachel, to talk about dirty books to read. It's funny when I mentioned that you're here, you're my sister. I thought about this driving in before we recorded this podcast. Is it appropriate now that we're in our mid-30s for me to say my older sister, Rachel? Or I thought about when we were younger, we said, oh, this is my big sister, Rachel. I don't know if either is appropriate. Leave the big, leave the big out of it. But people always ask where we fall in order. So I have to mention that you're the one born before me. Should I say that? The firstborn. The firstborn. She's the firstborn. One of the four. And my sister is here because she's a librarian. But what's your fancy title? Coordinator of General Reference and Customer Service, which is very difficult to explain to people what I do. I manage Ready <laughs> Reference and I manage circulation. You're so, kind of like Google, Google at the library when it comes to people want to know what to look for and how to find it. Right. It's such right? an old fashioned concept that you can call up a human and ask them anything and they'll find an answer for you in five minutes or less. But that's really what what we do. She is here because one of her sort of expertise that you enjoy doing is talking to people about books, but about what types of books they like to read. And I've had many friends that have said, I'm going on a trip. What book should I read? And I tell them, talk to my sister, Rachel, because you find out what they like. Are they looking for a heavy read? What they want to get out of it and fiction, what have you. And then you put together a list of books for them. And actually take this back to about five years ago when Fifty Shades of Grey, the books were huge. Here at the radio station, we hosted a Fifty Shades of Grey party and we had a sex therapist there. We were selling sex toys with pure romance. We had wine tasting and my sister Rachel was there because you put together a PDF of if you liked Fifty Shades of Grey, now what do you read? And that's kind of what this podcast is going to be all about. Right. Professionally, we call it Reader's Advisory, but it's really the best part of our job. We become librarians because we love books. We end up doing a lot of different things in the course of the day, but the best thing we get to do is to connect somebody to a book that they're going to love and a book that stays with them for the rest of their life. I first want to mention every podcast isn't going to be about books. In case you're like subscribing and you wonder what this podcast is all about. And every podcast isn't going to be about sex. But with the movie Fifty Shades Darker out this week, it's a perfect time to talk to my sister Rachel about these books. A little side story here. When Fifty Shades of Grey first hit the internet because it wasn't on paperback right away. It was fan fiction and it was online and people were reading it on Kindles and things like that. I want to quickly mention what happened here at the radio station. So this was back in 2012. Kid O'Shea and I were doing the show together and when I was prepping for a show, I dig deep into all kinds of sites and I was uh, reading an article on the New York Times and on the right, there was a little tab that said mommy porn. What the hell is mommy porn? So I click on it and it was a small little article that this writer for the New York Times had done about these moms that are reading this dirty book online called Fifty Shades of Grey. And this was all like out on the East Coast. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. We should talk about this on the radio. So the next morning, Kid O'Shea and I opened up the airwaves and start talking about this and reached out to any of our listeners. Has anyone read this yet? Nobody called. Zero? No one called. So... We didn't bring it back. Clearly not the Midwestern phenomenon. Yeah, we didn't talk about it. And I thought, well, that flopped. And then the next morning, I received an email from a listener through the radio station website that said, hey, I heard you mentioning Fifty Shades of Grey. My sister lives out in Massachusetts and I've read it and you should really give it a shot. I can't believe nobody called in. So... 
The next day, I read that email on the air. Then I get a Facebook message from a relative's cousin on the other side of the family (laughs) that said, I read it too. You should read it. So I did. The following week, we went on the air and talked about it again. And then the phone calls started trickling in. And then we all know what happened next. It exploded. This is the digital publishing phenomenon. I mean, real books are going to stay. There's no doubt people love to hold a physical book in their hand, but there is something about digital publishing that just spreads like wildfire. And I think some of it is that you can read whatever you want kind of anonymously on your Mm -hmm. phone or on your tablet and nobody can see the the cover with the sexy lady and the, the hot guy's chest. But there's also something that you can just have it immediately. Well, and you're one of those moms that you just put up on Facebook the other day that you were at some kind of practice. I don't know if it was for your son or daughter, but you were at some practice reading a book that no one had no idea what you were reading. I go back and forth between physical books and digital books. I happen to have a book in my lap that had a very uh, sexy man on the cover. And I got this look from another mom and she, it was funny. I I don't think she was being judgmental, but she said, so, huh, you're a reader. And she kind of gave me the eyebrow, eyebrow (laughs) waggle. And I said, yep, sure am. I'm a librarian. Let me know if you want some recommendations. And she probably thought... Yeah. What what are you going to send my way? (laughs) Uh, But hey, that's a perfect segue into what this podcast is about. You read Fifty Shades of Grey. You loved it. Now what are you supposed to read next? Rachel, I'm going to kind of let you take it away. Where do you want to start? What do you recommend for people? It's the beauty of romance is that whatever you are into, there is a romance book for you. And when Fifty Shades of Grey first came out as a librarian, it was a really it was a big challenge as far as readers advisory, because these types of books were not necessarily mainstream publishing. They were out there for sure. People have been writing books like this forever. I brought one of my props with me here, a book that I read in high school, which is literary erotica. Wait, we went to a Catholic high school. What? I didn't get this from the school library. You were reading this? I was reading this. It's called Delta Venus. It's erotica by Anais Nin. It's a classic and it's all about the female perspective. And what's great about this is this was not published recently. I think people would really be into it. It's not like not like Fifty Shades. This is a classic. So go back to this one for and sure. And by the way, we're going to be putting a PDF on uh, 991themix.com because what you just said, I would have no idea how the heck to write that down. But we're going to have a whole printout of some of these books that you're suggesting. So, OK, there's something like that. When we started to look at Fifty Shades of Grey, one, it was hard to buy because it was digital. And we don't always have the ability to be nimble as a public library to buy these sort of things. So we had to think creatively about how we're going to address this phenomenon. There's also some criticism out there of Fifty Shades of Grey that maybe it's not the best written book in the world or there's That's some character so flaws. Say. And you know what I go back to? Who cares? I, I didn't love the movie Titanic because the dialogue between Jack and Rose was amazing. I loved the story. Right. So we had some people in my industry that were kind of high and mighty about book snobs. There's better books. It's all about what the reader wants, right? So we ended up buying this book. And as you mentioned, it just became a huge phenomenon. Mm -hmm. And my perspective was this is an opportunity. Now we have people coming in, asking about our romance collection, asking about our women's fiction collection. And so it led us to buy and explore all these other different books. So that's really the thing is if Fifty Shades of Grey is your thing, there are so many other books that you can dig into once you finish this Well, series. and Fifty Shades of Grey has so many different themes going on there. There's the S&M and what were we talking about? BDSM. BDSM. There's that whole side of it. There's the trilogy side of it. There's it's fan fiction because it was inspired from Twilight. There's right. that whole category. There's the Cinderella perspective of it. This is maybe not a fractured fairy tale. The Virgin, who isn't that attractive and right. she doesn't interview and gets Christian Grey. This seems so realistic. 
there's this dream fairy tale to this story. It is right? very Cinderella. I never thought of it like that. You're talking about you know the different themes and things like that with books. Okay, what other kind of books do you sure. suggest? So one of my colleagues who is the fiction buyer at my library, this was a huge question for her too about what to read after Fifty Shades. And she started reading the Crossfire series by Sylvia Day. Mm-hmm. Sylvia Day is an awesome erotica writer. And my colleague said she would recommend Crossfire way before she would recommend Fifty Shades. So Why? that's an immediate leap. One, because it's a longer drawn out series. And I really like the character. The characters are Gideon Cross and Eva Trammell. And <laughs> These names. What's his name? Oh, I love the names. Gideon, Gideon Cross. This is where I just I want to be in an author's brain and find out how do you how do you name the book boyfriend? Well, if you are the author, you name the book boyfriend a name that you will never have a son named that or a name (laughs) that your your kid isn't playing with next door. Or you can't do like, oh, it was my high school crush and I happened to name a book after him. So the author's husband is like, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, Gideon Cross. Okay, And Eva is such a stronger character, I think, than Anastasia Steele. And that's a lot of complaints people have about, they had that complaint about Bella in Twilight. Yep. And remember, Fifty Shades is fan fiction of Twilight, and they say that about Anna. And I have to say sometimes with Anna, she would annoy me at right, times. Right, you kind of want her to Shades. stop whining a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's like you have this really great guy <laughs> who wants to do all these Just be quiet things. and go on the trip, Anna. And he wants to buy you this really, really nice car, and you're going to sit there and say <laughs> no. I mean, I'm all for like, hey, I'm woman, hear me roar. But if guy is offering me an Audi, I think I'll take mm-hmm. it. But there's a lot of parallels between the story in Fifty Shades and in Crossfire. Okay. because but a stronger female character. Stronger female character, but Gideon is you know wealthy billionaire and... Eva comes in for a job interview. And so there's a, there's a lot of parallels. Are there good sex scenes? Oh, yes. And let's just be real. There's nothing on my list here today that doesn't have great sexy times. Good. Good. That's my sister. Right. Don't, <laughs> don't underestimate the sex drive of a librarian. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of the funny part when I mention to people what my sisters do for a living. Because we're all very different. You know, one, of our, one of our sisters is into marketing. One is involved in the world of you know life insurance and underwriting. And then I, I'm in radio and the media and you're a librarian. We've all taken very different paths. But it is funny because when I say Rachel's librarian, they're always like, oh, is she the sexy librarian? And I never know how to answer that. Like, I know people like to fetishize our profession. Yeah. What I love about being a librarian is that all of my colleagues are so different. We all really dork out about something. It's where being curious about the world is totally accepted and a huge part of what you need to do for your job. And you're the smartest person I've ever associated with, which is why I never watch Jeopardy with you. And it's why I'll never play Scrabble with you or any of those other games because I don't stand a chance. And I'm not even the smartest person I work with. So imagine oh imagine what that's like. All right. Um, Sylvia Day, we were talking about her. And I know a lot of people referenced her online, too, with After Fifty Shades of Grey when that came out. People were kind of talking on Facebook and there was some chatter about the Sylvia Day Crossfire series. That's a great jumping off point. If you love Fifty Shades, you're going to okay. love Crossfire. Okay. The next one that I would recommend is by Tara Sumi. That is her sort of nom de plume. That's her pseudonym based off of she really loves tiramisu is what I hear. And so her, her <laughs> name is based off of a dessert. Love it. She writes a book called The Submissive Series. There's nine books in this series. And I think there might even be more. So this is the whole BDSM. Totally. Okay. And that was one of the knocks on Fifty Shades is that they were exploring this dominant submissive relationship, but they weren't really adhering to the tenets of that lifestyle. That has been a criticism of it. What I would say is that Fifty Shades was about how Anna's love changed Christian from sort of this hardcore dude who was into this lifestyle. And she really softened him because 
she softened his heart. Yeah. At least that's the way I choose to look at it. This book is a little bit more consistent with that S&M or that dominant submissive lifestyle. Okay. And this is CEO Nathaniel West and Abby King, who happens to be a librarian. Abby is sort of interested in this dominant submissive relationship. So she's seen Nathaniel in the lifestyle and wants to offer herself as a submissive, but she's never done this before. And he's saying, you need to be way more experienced because I'm... I'm really into this lifestyle and I don't think you can handle me. And this too, this is a really strong female character that she has a mind of her own and thoughts of her own. And as she's sort of exploring this lifestyle, she reaches sort of these walls of what she can and can't take. It's really a book that's exploring can can they not only manage their dominant submissive lifestyle, but can they have more than just the lifestyle? Do they really just love each other? If the dominant submissive part of Fifty Shades is what you like, this is a great series to explore. And Tara Sumia is a great writer. So the story, the story story is good, but it's, it's writing, a crackling erotica as well. Yeah, the writing is good also. Definitely. Okay, and then what else? Maya Banks. Um, she does two series that I would both recommend as Fifty Shades Rita likes. There's the Sweet series and the Breathless series. The Breathless series stars Gabe Hamilton and Mia Crestwell. <laughs> Mia Crestwell to me sounds like a soap opera name. Gideon, Gabe, and Nathaniel are the names that we've all taken away from this so far. But right. Yeah, it does sound like a soap opera name. Right. Maybe this is, the names are just such a huge part of this. And I'm not knocking and making fun of it it just no but you just picture something in your mind immediately no disrespect to anyone named jeff but you're not gonna have jeff as the i feel like the lead in these romance novels frank (laughs) exactly right not because they are bad names but because they're just they're not exotic enough or right we all know a frank or a jeff and you know i mean maybe they're not regular behind closed doors but when you meet them it's like okay you're right well and i also what i love about how romance authors sort of take their inspiration a lot of them are huge on social media and so they kind of talk about their process and um, i follow some of them on pinterest on instagram and they sort of will take male models or actors or other celebrities and sort of use that as their inspiration. Absolutely. Rachel and I have a friend, Anne-Marie Walker, who has put out a romance novel and has more books coming out. She will be on a future podcast, by the way. I love her dearly. We've and her books are fantastic. Yes. They're, they're also a Fifty Shades read-alike. She's out of Chicago, and she based her first romance novel off of a model. I can't remember his name David right now. David Gandy? Yes, yes. He's been in some of the Davidoff ads. You'll see him in major magazines. And that was her inspiration. And actually, side story, Anne-Marie and I met at an event in Chicago to meet the author of Fifty Shades of Grey, E.L. James. Anne-Marie was there and got up and spoken. And through mm-hmm. social media, I reached out to her. We became friends. She's such a bright woman and a hard worker and smart and well, passionate. I don't want to spoil your podcast, but the other thing I'll say about romance novelists, they are smart. I mean, Anne-Marie went to Notre Dame. Yep. These are not women who are just throwing together a book of sexy times. These are smart, intelligent women writing these books for other smart, intelligent women. Yeah. And they might be fun and frothy and full of really great sex scenes, but these are smart women writing these books and marketing these books. Yeah, and a lot of them are are, are parents too, and they're writing these books while at their child's volleyball practice, just like you were reading these books at a volleyball practice. And I think that's the other part of why I really have fallen in love with with romance books over the last maybe five to eight years and really immerse myself in it, is every single one of these authors is essentially a small business. Some of them are self-published. One of my favorite authors who's kind of in the alpha male category, which we'll talk about in a minute, she was self-published and she's been so successful that what she's been able to do now is open her own publishing house 
and now she's helping other authors. The romance community is so warm and open and welcoming. They encourage other writers. They don't see each other as competition. They see each other Which as building each other that. up. I feel like we all could embrace a little bit of that mentality when it comes to work. Just celebrating other people's successes because if you're going to surround yourself with anything. You want to compete with the best. You want to be surrounded by the best. So, yeah, we want to all be number one, but celebrate other people when they have their moment, too. Right. They have their they have their author buddies and their their writing groups. And so they're just as excited on someone else's release day as they are on their own. That's great. I'm fully into this romance community because they're just so, so warm and welcoming. That's awesome. Now, what else do you have here as we kind of wrap this up? So Breathless, what I want to say about this one, this sort of touches into kind of forbidden territory. And that's Why? what I liked about this story. What do you mean forbidden territory? Is that Gabe, he runs a hotel and he, he has his lifelong best friends. And Maya, who he has an instant attraction to, is off limits because Maya is the younger sister of one of his best friends. And so they have to sort of hide this relationship because he knows that he'll be breaking a vow that he made to his best friend that he would never touch his little sister. Well, it's kind of the Romeo and Juliet concept. Totally, totally. Yeah, and then the sweet series from Maya Banks is Grey Montgomery and Faith Malone. And this is sort of touching into some of the other parts of the genre where he's a Dallas cop and she is the office manager at a security firm. And so they have to... There's sort of a mystery and some suspense. They have to solve uh, solve some crimes together. And so they're using kind of their brain power together to solve these mysteries. But then there's also this attraction that they can't really act upon because it would be inappropriate in their it workplace. It would be wrong. Right. And sometimes wrong is so right. Sometimes wrong <laughs> is so right. And when we were talking earlier, but before we... Um, started recording this podcast today, you kind of asked me, you said, all right, there's a whole different spectrum of romance and sexy books that are out there, which I am not in your world. I wasn't really aware of that, that you talked about. You can go from Christian romance all the way to some of these super scandalous books out there. Right. So maybe someone listening to this is thinking, okay, Fifty Shades I'm is not too much for me. dominant submissive. This is too much for me. Where can they start then if they're interested in something a little less... Right. What would you say? Less scandalous? Less, right. less we sexy? Have, we have people that come in all the time and say, I want a love story, but I don't really want it to be graphic. Sure, we have a book for you. I think if you have not read a romance book that you love, you have just not found the genre for you. So there is this spectrum. There's Amish and Christian fiction, which is really wholesome and spiritual and faith-based and it's about finding your soulmate they're really heartwarming stories you know like something you'd watch on the hallmark channel then there's stuff that's in the middle that's either contemporary or historical that will have some you know hot love scenes but isn't isn't really graphic and isn't really on the erotic side then there's this whole end of the spectrum that's really kinky you know digging into some um, darker material there's also on the far end of the spectrum what we'd call urban fiction or street lit which digs into to kind of the darker side of city life and urban living and there's gangbangers, there's guns, there's drugs, there's people who are trying to get off the streets and change their lives and so become business owners. So there is really owners. something for everyone. If you like lumberjacks, if you like cowboys, <laughs> if you like cops, if you like firefighters. Just, just know that made me think of FarmersOnly.com. Just like there's a different right. dating site out there, there's a different romance novel there out there for you. There is a niche for everything. Uh, one of the things that I've just started reading um, in the last year or so is by an author called Jen Bennett. And she kind of digs into the paranormal stuff. So since Fifty Shades is based off of Twilight, this would be a good jumping off point. They're a little bit more on the historical side. They're set in the Roaring Twenties. So they're, of course, bootleggers. But there's 
ghosts and witches and voodoo. And it's really... Are you kidding me? It's fantastic. Jen Bennett has just this really fun... Do you have that book right there? I have it right here in front of me. And see, she's got her little flapper outfit on. But there is something for everyone. And I think the best part of what's happening in romance now is it's so... Maybe feminist is the wrong word, but it's so sex positive. It's so interested in females' enjoyment and empowerment. Mm -hmm. Um, Victoria Dahl is probably my favorite author in that realm. She writes this whole series called The Jackson the Jackson Series, which is about women who move to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, because they need to change their life. They're getting away from something or they need, you know, they've lost a job and they need to build their life back up again. So it's all these women coming to this new town and they end up finding all these different guys that really you know, yes, there's romance in it, but they really are finding themselves in such a positive way. And they're such strong female characters. And there is something to be said about getting lost in a book and lost in a story. And when Fifty Shades was out and people were starting to read it and the feedback that I was getting through Facebook because of the show, we would talk about it on the show and whatnot, uh, was all these women that felt like I'm in a rut in my relationship or I'm in a rut sexually. And this kind of was a way to spice things up. And it's reading a book. And we talk all the time about how if you want to turn a woman on, get in her head. Absolutely. Yes, there's a physical element to it we, also. But we are it, intellectual creatures. Very if much. our brain isn't there, our body will never get there. I read a study that someone did an analytical study of women's romance books. And what they found was female characters' orgasms are more likely to be depicted than males in these books. So if you're in a good place in your life and you have a happy relationship and you're reading romance, well, then you're just feeding into that because your life is great. And now you're exploring this sort of fantasy world through someone else's eyes. If you're not in a great place, romance is for you because it's sort of giving you like, I don't want to say a playbook or a guide, but it's giving you sort of this entrance into a world where everything is right. That's really what romance is all about. It's either the happy, happily ever after or happy for now. But you know that when you get to the end of a romance novel, the story is going to work out. You're right, though. You can read it with peace of mind when maybe the rest of your life you feel like is going to hell for whatever reason. You can read those and be almost guaranteed that after 300 pages, you know that there's going to be a resolution. Yep. Well, Rachel, this is fantastic. And I know how passionate you are about books and finding books for people to enjoy because you work at a library. You want people to be reading books and be excited about books. Your PDF that you put together, we have linked up at 991themix.com. You also have done custom book lists for people. You do it for a lot of friends all the time. I send people to it's you. It's one of my favorite things to do. You love it. So Tell people, me a couple of things you like and I will I will put some stuff together. If people want to contact you directly, Twitter is the best way? Twitter is the best way. What's your Twitter handle? Rachel, L-O-A-R, Rachel Lo-R. And you're Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L. R-A-C-H-E-L. There is someone waiting at a desk somewhere, whether it's, yeah, your bookstore or your library. They want to find a book to put in your hands. All you have to do is ask a question. They'll ask you probably 15 questions in return because they're going to want to get to the heart of what you really are interested in. And people shouldn't feel weird. Not If at you're going to walk up and say, hey, look. I'm into S and M. What should I read? What should I read? Well, and that's where that's where your librarian is your trusted book hero because privacy is the name of the game. We want to talk to you about it, and we will not tell anybody else what you're into. That's great. I love it. Thank you again to my sister Rachel for being on here with this podcast. Really appreciate it. This week the movie's out, Fifty Shades Darker. This is what you should read. Again, the PDF is linked up at 991themix.com. Rachel's added some other books to it also. And give us your feedback. I mean, what do you think? Were there books that Rachel missed that you would highly suggest? Send me an email at elizabethkradio at gmail.com. That's elizabethkayradio at gmail.com. This is another episode of 50 Shades of K. Thank you to my sister, Rachel. And 
We are planning for next week, just in time for Valentine's Day. Uh, I did an interview with America's Pleasure Coach, Dr. Sadie Allison. And oh my gosh, does she have some suggestions. She has books too, but some other things to suggest if you are not finding pleasure in your relationship right now, she can help. So that's coming up next. Rachel, thank you so much. My pleasure. That was 50 Shades of K. To subscribe to this podcast on your smartphone, open your podcast app or use your Google Play app. In the search box, type in 50 Shades of K. That's spelled out five zero shades of K. Once a podcast comes up, click on it, then hit the subscribe button. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.